morning, Dad. Hey, going for a run? Yeah, you should join me like you used to. Not with my old knees and back. Mm -mm. Try Xanthacin. It could really help. Plus, it's super safe, Dad, and it's good for your heart and brain. Xanthacin fights aging with astaxanthin, nature's most powerful antioxidant. And with three times the absorption and superior purity, it's the brand physicians trust. Find it at GetXantho.com and these retailers. Keep doing what you love with Xanthacin. going everybody it is episode 41 here on hawaii football now presented by xanthison a uh, big guest we got on the show we got micah vanterpool offensive lineman for the university of hawaii joining us a little bit later in this episode we did want to give a big a mahalo to our other sponsors spectrum mobile and hawaii usa federal credit union as hawaii's largest federal credit union Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union is committed to serving individuals and businesses through its 14 branch locations statewide and convenient digital banking services. As a leader in providing support for the islands, Hawaii USA is committed to strengthening Hawaii's financial wellness and sharing successes with members, local businesses, and the greater community. Originally opened in 1936 as a credit union for educators, Hawaii USA has inspired a culture of giving that is rooted in education and has since expanded to other areas of community need that impact financial health, including healthcare, housing, and hunger. To learn more, please visit HawaiiUSAFCU. All right, it's Tuesday, June 7th. We record this at about 11.15 in the morning. We are all set to release this in a couple of days, June 9th. You will hear this episode debuting on all of our platforms. And again, coming up as we dive into the opening drive, we did want to welcome veteran offensive lineman Micah Vanterpool to the show coming up a little bit later in this episode. Uh, veteran is underlined and bolded uh, as he is heading into basically his sixth year at the University Super of Hawaii. Senior. He overlaps Hunter even uh, during his time with the University of Hawaii football program. He's been a starter the last two years. Very versatile. We get into that in the conversation with him playing both tackle spots. He's been a mainstay at guard last year. Started all, all uh, what was it, nine games in 2021, uh, 2020. And then last year in 2021, he started the first 11 games of the year before being injured the last couple of games of that season. Great guy. He has fully embraced Hawaii. He has fully embraced the culture, uh, the program. He is as good a spokesman, marketer, uh, representative of the University of Hawaii program as you could ever hope for. Uh, and it was a lot of fun to catch up with him. Excited to bring you that conversation a little bit here later. Uh, a guy that you know pretty well, Hunter. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's pretty cool to have former teammates, but he's one of, I think, only two remaining, him and Panay, uh, that I actually played with. They were freshmen uh, in my senior year. So, uh, um, yeah, I love that guy. I love uh, the, the young man that he's uh, kind of grown up to be. He's always been big. Let me just put it that way. Ever since his first visit, I'm like, dang, I'm glad we got him protecting us QBs. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of... Uh, filled out uh, just as um, as a young man and um, and who he's becoming and he just graduated this past um, this past spring just really uh, really proud of him really excited for what's ahead and uh, always love talking to him it's always an easy flow with uh, the offensive line and the QBs because uh, we have that intangible connection so uh, yeah nothing but love for my man yeah it's been a lot of time together those two position groups uh he is a guy who is multi-talented, has a podcast, 
has a YouTube channel, all of that. We uh, discussed that with him as well. Be sure to go support Big Mike Takes the Mic. You can hit him up on all the podcast platforms. You can hit him up on YouTube as well. So that conversation coming up in the second half of this 41st episode of Hawaii Football Now as we transition into the game time, the recruiting buzz. It's big. UH hosting a number of local Hawaii high school recruits over the weekend. They've been bringing in a lot of other recruits. The coaches have been on the recruiting trail as, as well. He got some good buzz going on social media, offered a number of guys as well. Um, and, and that's sort of been shared around the social media circles, right? The coaches can't comment on that, but, uh, you know, you see the players posting about it. You see some of the recruiting services reporting on it as well. But most importantly, uh, Hawaii getting a verbal commitment from a trio of three local recruits in the 2023 class. That's St. Louis wide receiver Mason Moao, who's 6'5", 210. He's a kid from the west side of Oahu uh, who absolutely kind of broke onto the scene last year after making the move over to St. Louis. Again, the guy's about 6'5", 210. Can go get it. That uh, was really impressive last season. You got Punahou quarterback John Keave Sangapolutele, whose younger brother, Jaron Keave, Sangapolutele is a going to be a sophomore quarterback. I believe he's made the move over to Campbell, was at St. Louis. He's another top prospect. He's also been offered by the University of Hawaii. Uh, John Kiavi, by the way, just coming off of winning both the shot put and the discus at the state track and field meet. This dude is strong. Um, no doubt about that. And then you also got YNI offensive lineman, cousin of Sangapolutele, Josiah Timoteo, who is a road grader of an offensive lineman. All three of those guys within the last 48 hours or so, announcing their commitment to the University of Hawaii. That's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big deal. You got three local recruits. Very big. And the the excitement, the buzz seems to be paying off a little bit here, Hunter. Yeah, and outside of, you know, a few of the walk-on QBs um, that have been brought in just this, this past offseason, this is – Coach Chang's first big local QB recruit uh, to be brought in. And I don't think that's by any mistake. I mean, I, I think with um, kind of the, the legacy, other things that we're, we're seeing with this family, like they, they believe in this kid. And it's tough to say, you know, what's going to happen, you know, a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. But we might be talking about the QB of uh, Hawaii's future right here. And uh it's a very strong uh, three-man punch right there uh, with, with this local recruiting class. And one thing with a six-foot-five receiver, you can't teach big, man. That, that's a very, very wide catching radius right there. That, that, that's something you dream about from a quarterback perspective. So, uh, yeah, nothing but uh, excitement from these guys, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and Muau obviously playing very accustomed to a pass heavy offense in that St. Louis run and shoot system. So he's a guy who is used to going out and getting the football big, big play threat as well during his, his, uh, what uh, I guess junior season this past season for St. Louis, you, you talk about Sangapola Tilly. That, that's a big deal. He's, he started since he was a freshman at Punahou. I think, you know, with, with the COVID year off and then last year, a little slow coming out of the gates, but the arm talent is there. He's a big kid. He's strong. We already mentioned what he did. Uh, at the state track and field meet. Uh, he comes from a family of football players, and he's a guy who was used to throwing it all over the place, too. I mean, Punahou throws it, honestly, maybe even more than St. Louis at times. So he, he's a guy who's used to chucking it around. He's, he's used to he's, – he's, he's got a good ball. He's big. He's strong, as we mentioned. 
Um, his brother's going to be another prize recruit here in another couple of years. And look, those two programs, and we've talked a little bit about this before, Hunter, but <clears throat> St. Louis and Punahou, like they, they, they routinely produce a lot of talent, particularly St. Louis. And, and we've, we've, we know about the brotherhood. We know about the, the connections to the coaching staff. We talked to coach Yoro about it. Like it's a thing, right? And so if you're getting guys from these high school programs, not just from Hawaii, but not just local kids, but, but from these programs that routinely produce talent, why is another one, honestly, with Timoteo like that to, to see that those pipelines are open um, and they've been able to tap into them. That in itself, I think is a really big deal. Oh yeah. I mean, I think back to that 30 for 30 on the U with Miami and Schnellenberger back in the eighties talking about, we need to win Florida. And we've talked for forever. Uh, and when I say us, I mean the greater Hawaii fan base at large that how can we keep losing these guys to the mainland? Yeah. They've got better opportunity. They've got more funding. They've got better um, facilities, what have you steps like this are a huge step in the right direction right there. Three big, you know, big name, um, great prospect recruits. It's a huge step in the right direction. And we're seeing it not just with these guys, but with huge nation, uh, top level nation recruits um, from around the country as well with their interest in naming Hawaii and some of their, um, their top six, their top eight, their top 10 of schools with some of the biggest dogs there are, Jordan. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. It, it really is. Um, you know, there there is a buzz. You saw, um, especially locally, right? Tim, Timmy Chang had had a tweet basically um, with a, with a picture of him in his playing days with the guys after a game and down on the field at Aloha Stadium and, and him talking about how much of an honor it was for him to sort of play at home to 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 play for the state and all of that and and. Um, Look, it, it has to be working a little bit, right? Because you can you can see it amongst the local recruits as well. Um, you can see it now in the commitments from some of these local recruits. The fact that a lot of those guys, you know, can can walk into these living rooms, especially the head coach, and, and say, "Look, the, the, I know what it's like." Right? That that it, it seems like there is a very clear identity for this program now. Um, Hawaii's team, brotherhood keeping local kids home. And then even some of the guys that they bring in from the mainland that have clear ties or that very much embrace. I think you hear this in the conversation we have with Michael Vanterpool. He's, he's a kid from Phoenix, yeah. um, but he has fully embraced, right? Everything about this program and has since he got here. Um, there, there is, there is a very clear identity, I think, which, which can go a long way in, in trying to sell your program, right? If you got to be able to, you got to be able to kind of, encapsulate what it is if you're going to com convince these kids to, to come play for the University of Hawaii, which doesn't have the most resources, which doesn't have the biggest stadium, which doesn't have the biggest budget, but you got you to have something. And it, it seems like they at least have an identity. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't mean that we can't be successful. You look back to, you know, eras before we've produced Heisman candidates. We've produced mm -hmm. um, big time BCS bowl um, births. Uh, the, 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 the years of old where we've found a way to get past our limitations and similar to what we talk about with Micah, where the love, the aloha, 
what makes this place special is very real and makes us in some ways just as competitive, if not more than other schools, just with the certain intangibles that Hawaii brings. And so, man, we were kind of talking about before the, the, um, the show, Jordan, hype has never been higher right now for University of Hawaii football. Even if we don't have a winning season, it just feels so dang good to be around this, this team and this program right now. It really does. And, and I thought it was a really interesting point by you, Hunter, because you know, it's it's different, I think, than than some of the Rolo years hype. I think it's different than than some of the excitement that that came around. You know, even when Greg McMackin was, um, you know, winning a conference championship or a share of a conference championship. I think it's different than when Norm How Charles got hired, right? Local son coming back, finally get a chance to be a head coach. We all know how it turned out, but at least in the beginning, right? It's Chow time. All the marketing that came with that. Like this feels different, right? This feels yeah, you got to go back a ways, whether it's it's kind of the the middle of the Colt Brennan era or, you know, the beginning of the June Jones era taking over after a winless, um, a winless season in 1998 or, or even back to, you know, some of the the, the years of, of Tommy and Wagner. Like it, it's it feels like there's a different buzz and, and you know, for whatever you want to say about the, the Todd Graham era, so much of that was taken away because of the covid. Look, they, they won a bowl game. They finished 500. So it wasn't like it was coming off a, a, an atrocious showing in terms of on-field performance, say, you know, the, the reason that they moved on from Norm Chow, the reason they moved on from, from Fred Von Oppen, uh, to, to, to think about some of those. But just the, the sour taste, I think, that everybody had in their mouth at, at the way that things ended with Todd Graham, no matter where you sort of laid in terms of the, the conversation or the argument, I think, like it was hard not to feel a bit uh, a bit dissatisfied, right? Whether whether you were hoping that Todd Graham was going to be able to stick it out and turn it around, or whether you wanted him out, like there was there was a lot of discontent, right? And to to have that turn in five and a half months into a lot of excitement, you know, for a team that hasn't stepped on the field yet, and I think there is a little bit of a tempered element to it because they got to win football games. Like it, none of this matters unless they, you know, win some games. But I do think there is at least a reasonable expectation that they aren't going to go win the conference this year. That'd be awesome. Um, but like the Vegas win total is four and a half. I believe at last check, I think most fans are realistic in terms of, Hey, look, if this team can get to bowl eligibility or this team can be highly competitive and, and be somewhere around 500, that's pretty good. Right. With all the talent loss, but to hear the buzz, not just from fans, from folks that just want to talk about the program to like recruits, there is an excitement, right? And, and, and you talked about it. Uh, another guy coming in, Arizona grad transfer DB Malik Hausman, uh, who was originally offered by coach uh, Elamimian way back when he was coming out of Bishop Gorman, another Bishop Gorman tie, right? Abe's always recruited there. Well, you got Chris Brown on the staff. Now a number of former Hawaii players coming from that Bishop Gorman program in Las Vegas. Um, but the, the, the buzz with some of these programs, right? You had Cody DeCambra, uh, Hawaii family, but has been living up in, in Vegas. He's a Gorman kid. He had Hawaii in his top five, ended up committing to Oregon. But Hawaii was on the table when he did his whole spiel on CBS Sports Network on national television. Uh, you already alluded to Hunter uh, Francis Moingoa, the American Samoa kid who's actually playing high school football in Florida in Bradenton at IMG Academy. He's the number two composite ranked offensive tackle in the country. 
like the number two. He's a five-star. They don't hand those out like hotcakes. Uh, this weekend, he revealed his top six. His top six, Florida, Alabama, USC, Tennessee, Miami, and Hawaii. So like every time that graphic gets shown on national TV, because this guy is a legit recruit, again, the number two offensive tackle in the country, every time those graphics get shown up, right next to Alabama and USC, like there's the H. There's the Hawaii H. Like that, I don't think he's coming. That would be major news if this kid ends up deciding to come to the University of Hawaii. But the fact that he's like got Hawaii in his top six, the fact that he came on an official visit, the fact that Talsili Akana, who's got 47 offers, who's from the North Shore, whose dad's Brandon Akana, his sister Braylon is playing for the University of Hawaii volleyball team. His mom played for the University of Hawaii, uh, spent his freshman up to his freshman year at Kamehameha schools and now is, is playing up in Utah. The fact that he came on an official visit, took the picture, posted it on social media, talked about the buzz of the program, talked about Hawaii always being home. Do I think he's going to come to the University of Hawaii? Probably not when Alabama and USC and everybody else wants you, but he shared it, right? And so all, like, to have this much momentum with how right. south things looked five and a half months ago, and again, whoever you want to point the figure out, whatever, but just where things were at to where things are now, when you look at it from all angles, especially on this sort of theme we're talking about here with recruiting, it's kind of mind-blowing that these guys are, are coming to visit. These guys are posting about it. These guys are posting positively about it. These guys are considering them in their top five or six. Again, it might just be sort of, you know, good faith and hey, yeah, I'll, I'll throw you guys in in the top six, or whatever. But again, every time that graphic gets thrown up, Hawaii's in it. It's kind of mind-blowing. And yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you anymore. And any conversation that we look back or try to say, oh, you know, we didn't do this, blah, blah, blah. It's a lame conversation in comparison to the hope that we're kind of driving forward in right now. It's just, it's so much fun to jump on this train. And I just want to take some time for everyone listening at home, whether it be season ticket holders, business owners, people in the community, I wanted to give you a special round of applause and a tip of my cap because you guys are a part of this brotherhood as well. Um, with partnerships right now with um, the Hawaii um, Restaurant Association, the HRA. Um, Micah mentions it in our, um, our interview with him. Things like that are what makes this brotherhood special, the, the, this new era of name, image, and likeness. And I think we're going to continue to find ways as a program and a community to kind of bring the two together. We are at the cusp right now of something special. And with everything going on with recruiting, people see it as well. So I just kind of wanted to put my glass half full um, mm -hmm. mindset in there, Jordan, because we really are, it feels like on the start of something really cool here. Yeah, that, uh, I think that's a good way to kind of tie the conversation together, right? Because they, that we talk about being tangible or whatnot, but to kind of involve the community now, they can, they can, they can step forward, not just via ticket purchases or whatnot. There's, there's the whole NIL thing. You see what the Hawaii Restaurant Association has done. Uh, to step up and, and provide some meals through the off season. Like there are opportunities to get involved yeah. if you do want to support. Uh, and that, that'll be, that'll be pretty fun. As you can tell, we're pretty, we're pretty pumped. We're pretty, we're pretty pumped. juiced. That's we're right. pretty excited about some of these local recruits committing. We're pretty excited about the fact that the number two offensive tackle in the country is down to six choices and Hawaii is one of them. I mean, just absolutely crazy. But I tell you what, if you need a little more juice, Hunter, you got to tell them about our guys over yeah. at Sanderson. Man, on top of this hype, uh, nothing gets me more hyped like a little bit of asazanthin in my life. Uh, you may have heard about this amazing supplement. 
It's called astaxanthin. Doctors and pharmacists recommend it from everything from joint and muscle function to cholesterol health and cognitive function, even anti-aging. But did you know that only one brand delivers three times more astaxanthin to your body, making it better buy than the competition? Introducing Xanthacin, available at getxantho.com, Newtown Square Pharmacy, Down to Earth Kakaako, GNC Stores, and Pharmacare Hawaii. Learn more at getxantho.com. Uh, second half coming right up with our interview with Micah Vanderpool. Stick around. This is Hawaii Football Now from ESPN Honolulu. All right, here we are back with our guy, Micah Vanterpool, offensive lineman for the University of Hawaii. Maybe the most versatile offensive lineman, something we've talked about a little bit here. Uh, the man can basically play anywhere up front. One of the veterans, one of the elder statesmen, if you will, of this University of Hawaii program. Micah, just first off, man, thanks for joining the pod. Uh, we really appreciate you taking out some time. We know summer, you got a little more free time at least, and uh, it's valuable, man. You got you to take advantage of that. So what's, uh, what's things been like here since school let out for you? Oh man, it's kind of it's kind of been a whirlwind. I'm not gonna lie, because I just graduated uh, this this last semester, this last spring. So it's a great thing. I have my family all out here. It's kind of their first time on the island, so I was out there showing them around. I was all the way up in North Shore. We was in like EA. We was here. We was there. So kind of just kind of getting back to football, which is which is really good. So just getting back working out and just being around the guys, man, because that's that's gonna be the one thing that that's going that's really sets the group apart is this this brotherhood and, and the love we have for each other, man. It's, it's crazy. I just love being around my brothers. Dude, that 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 is awesome. First of all, congratulations as well on on graduating. I know that's uh that's no small achievement. And so you've you've been through this now for for a number of times. And I'm sure, you know, hey, look, we we all loved playing and and whatnot, but but keeping that drive to keep getting back out there, prepare yourself for another season. How much is it as you talk about that brotherhood and these guys that that have kept you kind of wanting to, to, you know, maximize the eligibility here, man. Run it back one more time. Oh, for sure, man. Like, uh, just, it was, it really started in the offensive line room. I'm not going to lie. Cause, uh, with the whole thing that came with came down and, uh, transpired last season, it was, it was kind of a lot of craziness, uncertainness going on. And I personally didn't even know I was going to actually leave or go just kind of just hang them up, be done with football. But, all the old lineman guys, they just looked at each other and said, nah, but like, this is our team. We're going to run the ship. And I looked at my, looked at my dude to my right, looked at Aliki Tangavas. I looked at guys like Solo Vipulu, El Manny. And we just all looked at each other and said, hey, bro, we're we going, this is our team. So let's go ahead and do it. That right there is what it's all about. For people listening at home, there's, there's things with recruiting. There's, um, you know, people coming in, graduate transfers, junior college, what, what have you. What he just described right there is the intangible, the thing that you look for with every team, uh, a, a brotherhood, a family environment, because at the end of the day, you're much more willing to go to work for people that you love than people that you're supposed to go to work for. I mean, bro, I applaud you, man. That's That's got to be such a fun environment to go to work in. Oh, man, it's, it's, it's every day, man. It's just, just when you get to just compete and you just get to have fun, man, it's just, and you, you know, you're on an island, so... You know, I, I'm not from here, but I feel like I'm from here because all the guys who all the guys before me, you know, you know, Hunter, he was in that locker room. All the guys before me, they really took me under my wing and they took me under their wing. And I'm just it just kind of feels good to just do the same with all the new guys coming in. So I get to, to uh, take them around the spots and just, just teach them things about the island they didn't even know. 
Well, for those listening at home, you rocking that high bun right now, man. It almost looks kind of Polynesian, man. It, it, hey, man. You're looking the part, bro. Yeah, man. It's it's crazy. It's all everyone always asks me, like, oh, Samoan, Polynesian? I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they don't ask me that question, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but um, bro, for um for, for those listening at home, you are literally one of the last remaining guys to have played in the Rolo, Graham, and now Ching eras. And so everybody has their, their pick of style of coaching, style of culture, environment, you know, what have you. If you could, just for this, you know, mm-hmm. for our sake on the show, maybe pick one thing from each era that you loved or one time frame that maybe you liked more than others because the three were so vastly different from, from each other, you know? Bro, for sure. Um, <clears throat> start off, first things first, uh, Nick Rolovich, man. I can't say enough about the guy. He was he, he gave me the opportunity to actually yeah. live out my dreams and play college football. So thank you. Thank you for him for pulling me out of Phoenix, Arizona, and just inviting me to this place. But one thing Rolo, he told me on official, and I felt just from day one was just that love and, this island, if you love this island, this island will love you back. And that's one thing. Because at first, I was kind of stubborn. I was kind of the guy who was like, oh, I'm going to be kind of standoffish. I don't want to learn the culture. Like, the kaha, ka, ka, kapuhu, how you say that? I'm like, nah, I don't know. I, don't, I, I can't do that. I'm talking about Kapulani. I didn't know how to say Kapulani Boulevard when I first got here. So it was just, it was just kind of, it was just really thing, a really great thing. But Rolo, he took that time and to um, educate people about the island. And that's one thing mm-hmm. that that he, he, he really was about, was is about education, even on the football field and off the football field. He just wanted uh, guys to be educated about the places you're, you're being with, the people who you're around and just things of that nature. And man, he, he could coach his butt off, man. I'm trying to, it was just, it was just, cause I was, I was that recruiting class where it was kind of that down year. And then we came in that summer and we kind of just put the, the, put the ball, put, put the gears and just started grinding. And we was like, all right, man, we're gonna turn this ship around. And it was, it was great. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and then Coach Graham, uh, Coach Graham, he he ran a tight ship. That's one thing I can't yeah. say. That's one thing I applauded him was, and Coach Graham was actually because uh, one thing people didn't know, like I got to play on and off of uh, the Rolovich era. I, I, one thing Coach Graham did do, he gave me an co- uh, opportunity to, to get my first college start under my belt. So mm-hmm. I can never say I can never say enough about that man. He he gave me my first my first taste of actual college football and a, a starter. In a starting role, so that's one thing I can say. It's just, and one thing with Coach Graham is, you just got to be the same dude every day, and that's one thing I, I really learned, and that's one thing he taught me is just no matter how you can't get too high, too low, just be the same dude every day, and you'll be all right. It's a high level of excellence, right? Oh, for sure. He he demanded a lot. He demanded. Sometimes it was funny. Funny thing, I'll give y'all a little exclusive. We didn't. We weren't allowed to play music in the locker room before yeah. games. So it was kind of like, it was just, he was one of those dudes who were hyper-focused. He was a, if you don't know your job, then, then we don't need to, we need to block, block out any other distractions. It's just only focus on your job, which was like kind of a a high stressing situation, but that's what it's going to be like if you move on to the next uh, level, God willing. So. Wow. Would you say that this, this uh, brotherhood is, it's not going to be exactly the same, but almost like a returning to, some of those similar feelings that you had in that that initial Rolo era when you first got recruited? Yeah, man. Uh, that's one thing when I first met uh, Coach Chang, because he actually called me before, uh, when he first got the job, he uh, called me and he was just asking me about um, about the team and asking like, who's, what's this, what's that? And he was just trying to see what we all really had. And I told him, I was like, coach, bro, like 
like it's just kind of a relief like you coming back here and I remember one of our first team meetings like he was just teaching guys about the the island he had a I, he had a first very similar meeting to Nick Rolovich when I first got here. He uh, mm-hmm. actually brought in the lifeguards and he told the guys about which beaches to swim at. What's this? What's that? Because, you know, I'm a, I'm insane. I'm thinking like broke neck beach. Like, that's funny. Oh. That's funny. But no, that, that place gets serious. I'm you break your neck. Oh, man. But <laughs> Coach Timmy, he, he he reminds me of Rolovich in so many different ways. But he's also his, his own man because uh, just – just the, the the level of competition he lets us play at practice because you know I'm not gonna if you was out there in spring training it was it was some pretty physical days man we, bodies was flying out there and and that's one thing that uh we bring him back so that's one thing I, I really love now it, it's really cool and it, it's kind of interesting to hear some of those initial con- about some of those initial conversations you had with coach Chang I, I'm kind of curious too and and um it was, learning about sort of the different transitions for you, you've had to be adaptable. Like there's no way you would have gotten to this point, I think, without having an extreme amount of adaptability, both, you know, taking in new coaches, new offensive systems, new, new leadership on that. And, and then bouncing around a little bit on the offensive line, playing inside, playing outside, both tackle positions, playing at guard. Um, Is that something you've always sort of easily done for you? You know, I I just kind of curious where that all comes from. You you've been, quite the trooper in, in getting to this point in, in your career. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, that was actually something that was instilled in me by uh, Rolo's coaching staff. My first offensive line coach, uh, Chris Naoli, he told me the the more positions that you could play, the, the easier it is will be on the field. And at first, I didn't really understand that. I kind of felt lost and because I came in out of high school, I was a left tackle. So I was thinking I was going to play left tackle. But he also told me, he was like, the more, the more positions you're able to play, the better your chances are to be on the field. Because I even messed around and even played a little tight end. Uh, I didn't get to catch no passes. I was a blocking tight end. You know, they didn't. They didn't want to give me the number. If they would have gave me the number. I don't know. If you know, you got those hands, bro. Hey, if, if they would have gave me an eligible <laughs> number, I don't know if I'm sitting here blocking for for my quarterback today. So I don't know. But um, <laughs> I would have thrown to you, bro. Absolutely, <laughs> for sure, for sure. But that's just one of those things. Is just be as coachable as possible, and that's one of one of my things. My mom always told me it was just. Just be where your feet are and don't don't matter what's going on, what's going on around you. Just be where your feet are and just 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 be coaching. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm curious, you know, you being able to do that, playing both tackle positions, it's it's not easy, man. How how difficult was that for you to 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 get the technique right and all, all that comes with it? Uh, at first, I would say there was a, a little learning curve, you know. Cause like people just think like, okay, you're you're in a left hand stance. You got your left foot back, right foot up. And all you gotta do is flip it. But that's literally flip everything in your head. You gotta switch which which is your first step, which is your right step. And even like when you go inside, you got more. You have less space on the inside, so contact is that much faster. When you're at tackle, you know, you got three steps to contact. When you're at guard, it's one two. You try to get your feet as fast as the ground as possible, and then you you bang it. So uh, those those for sure are some difficulties, but this is also a challenge, man. Because I'm also a person that, that likes to take on challenges. I would say because you know I didn't I didn't know a lot about playing guard, but that's just one of the things. I was just with my coach Alik Terry. I was with my with uh, with the guys before me, uh, guys like Michael Alatise, J.R. Hensley. Got to talk to them a, a little bit and just had to ask him like, so what are the, what are good things to pick up at guard? I even talked to Dejon Allen uh, when he was playing guard when he first got here. He was telling me that that guard is this way and guard is a certain way and tackles a certain way. So it's just all about just being coachable and just trying to, cause I don't know, I like to say I got sweet feet. So I feel like I can play anywhere. So 
but that's just one of the things that having those feet to to be able to flip from right to left because even sometimes in practice I was going from playing left tackle two reps and going to play right tackle three reps and then after the right tackle I'll go to guard and then go guard to the other guard so it was just it was just kind of just learning on the fly and just getting those reps because that's one thing it, it just took a lot of repetition. Mm. That's cool, man. I've heard in the street you've got a halfway decent jump shot as well. Oh, man. Come on, man. You can check on the YouTube, man. I, <laughs> I got the burner on me. I'm not I was going to say, you can't do all of that on the line without having sweet feet. Like, you That's can't. Right. And so so the natural assumption is that you could hoop a little, too, if you got oh, footwork like that. Oh, yeah. I was actually a basketball kid my whole life. So I, I grew yeah, up yeah, running yeah. up and down the uh, AAU circuits. Uh, my team uh, aimed high basketball. So back in Arizona, we was always in Vegas. We was in California. We was in, we were just everywhere, man. So I, so I learned, I grew up playing basketball. Which of course means he has hands, Hunter. So That's right. oh, we're already, not questioning any of that. I already yes. know, man. Um, you know, Micah, I kind of just wanted to uh, take a second to applaud you, man. Uh, you, you came in as a freshman my senior year. And just to kind of see everything that you've gone through um, as a student athlete, um, as a player, um, but then even as, you know, an entrepreneur, man, I just wanted to kind of tip my cap to you, bro. Um, everything that you kind of have your hands in, man, what you mentioned earlier, like not afraid of the challenge. Like I definitely recognize that um, kind of in your, the different pursuits that you're in and in this new era in name, image, and likeness. And this is kind of the, the meat that I wanted to get into with you today was it opens up so many new avenues and opportunities for student athletes right now. And so you know, you've got your podcast, you've got your YouTube channel. I mean, you're, while you're still pursuing it now that you have graduated from University of Hawaii, if you could have, you know, one word to maybe it's a future player, or maybe it's even to um, the season ticket holders who are listening right now, by the way, or, you know, the Honolulu uh, business community at large, how can they partner with student athletes more effectively or how you see it happening in the next two, three, four, five years that would make UH football an advantageous place to play football in name, image, and likeness? Oh, for, for sure, man. We live in a, a, a very, a very interesting time. You know, I wish I wish I would have uh, came along a little sooner, but, you know, I got to, I'm, I've still got to get in there with the name, image and likeness a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, but one of those things is just just being just being a part of the just being a part of the brotherhood, just uh, helping out because Coach Timmy Chang, I can't applaud him enough and I can't applaud the, the HRA for uh, helping with these brotherhood grinds program. I think like that's mm -hmm. going to be very instrumental. And uh, helping helping get uh, recruits here because you know the, in the game of college football now it's who's writing the biggest check, but I just think that <clears throat> just being there in the community, just seeing uh, restaurants come out or even local businesses come out, just be on campus and just being being around the football team, I feel like that'll that'll be uh, such a major 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 way helping such a major way because you know sometimes they they always say like it's the game of the biggest check. But when they feel that community and that love, because Hawaii might not have the biggest checkbook, but I can tell you we're rich in a lot of things, and that's love. We're rich in love. Oh, bro, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. that's so we, good. And that's genuine love. That's not no, oh, he plays football, so I'm going to just help him out. It's, hey, I know you're done playing football. Uh, do you need a job? Do you want to stay on the island? Do you what, what type of career path do you want to pursue? And that's one thing Coach Timmy is actually uh, trying to help us actually do is uh, meet, getting us uh, talking to these actual business owners. That's one thing with the Brotherhood Grinds program. I actually just met the Lieutenant Governor the other day at, 
Giovanni Pastrami and me and him had a, a good little conversation. So it's uh, just, just networking, man. That's, that's one of the major things. Yeah, that, that's huge. I mean, that that's huge. And that, that's such a big part of it, right? You, you talk to some of these coaches and, and setting up players for, for life after football. And, and so, you know, you mentioned, look, Hawaii resource-wise, it's not necessarily, you know, equal to, to some of these schools out there, but yet we are seeing kind of an excitement being built in terms of the recruiting landscape, getting some of the local kids to commit, getting some of these guys to come in as grad transfers and whatnot. It's no secret that the program lost some talent, obviously, to the transfer portal. It's, it's a two-way street, but is that something that you guys sense, talk about sort of in the locker room of the guys that are already there when you see some of these things some of the momentum, I guess, being built in the recruiting landscape and some of these other programs, like you mentioned, with the HRA partner with Hawaii Restaurant Association and whatnot. But is that something you guys talk about? So you sort of feel that this being a little more tangible in terms of that excitement, that momentum? Oh, sure, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's kind of like when we were because Coach Timmy tells us all the time, like, you know, as much as as much as college football is kind of like fickle and, you know, you don't want your job taken away, but that's that's your job is to bring in the next group of guys and bring in the next group of cats. Because at the end of the day, we all warriors. We all we will all wear this these, this warriors across our chest. So you know, that's just one of the things that we 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 are excited about. Like I remember, I was in Kahuku. Actually, it's it's a very funny story. Uh, my one of my boys, Rod Elkington, he plays on the offensive line with me. Yeah. He just took me up there into my EA and he showed me all oh, this high school cat, this high school cat, and just meeting them. And I'm just like, bro, like. Yeah, and like just telling them to come in, and I'm meeting them, and I'm like, "Hey, bro, what's up, bro? I gotta get you on the YouTube, gotta get you on the podcast." They're like, "Oh, bro, like I would love that, bro." And just just seeing the just seeing the love, and just because Raw used to tell me he was like, "I was one of I was these little kids out here at the park, and now I'm sitting here playing, and I'm in my shoes today, and it's just kind of crazy how it just go comes full circle, and I just want to be a part of that and help bring in the the local crops, so help bring in some of the local recruits, you know." You know, uh, Kai Kai, if you watch it, man, come on, man, come on. There we go. Come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, there's no shortage of talent still on the oh, island. For, oh, for sure. There's no no shortage of talents on these islands, man. I seen I seen some some very talented dudes man, throughout the throughout all my years here, man. Yeah, that's, get, that's get, one uh, thing I always. I'm sorry, go for it, Hunter. Uh, just you know, from from a player's perspective, like maybe Hawaii players may not be the biggest, may not be the fastest, but they're tough. Tough, tough. It's crazy. It's not afraid. Not afraid of nobody. Not af- they just love the competition. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, they're they're fun to have around, man. And you know, Micah, looking back in your time, last you know five six. Are you going on year seven right now? By the way, no, uh, year uh, year six. Year six. Okay, my <laughs> not, not that old. Man. Not that old bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but uh, if you were to look back. What would be your all-time favorite football memory at UH? Maybe um, one on the field, maybe one off the field. I can think of I can think of so many running through my mind, but um, one thing you do that a top I, five if you need to. Okay, 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 for sure. Well, I, the first one that jumps off my top of my head was um, playing San Diego State, and we headed to the Mountain West Championship for the first time. Off that field uh, goal. I, I, I remember, I remember that one like it was yesterday because it was funny because it was me and Miles Reed who was dumping the, the water on Nick Rolovich. I was watching the video yesterday and it was just, it was just kind of so real. I'm just looking up, just hearing the stadium, just it's so loud. And it's just, everyone's just, it's just, it was crazy. It felt like how Aloha Stadium should be rocking, man. Mm. 
And another another one I'm thinking of uh, is actually uh, one of the time we beat Zach Wilson, you know, second overall mm-hmm. pick. So BYU, that was actually the last game where fans were in Aloha Stadium was mm-hmm. when we beat BYU in 2019. And that 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 moment will always stick forever with me because I remember just it, it's just so funny how life works because I was looking up before the game and I'm just like, man, this place is really old. Like this place not might not be here for that long. And then <laughs> come back COVID season, we have no fans. And then we get the stadium built on campus, which is really awesome and really cool. But it's just, it's, it's the Aloha, man. Everyone, the Aloha Stadium, you just get those chills, you know, that's where the, the NFL Pro Bowl has been. So you just walking through the, the hall of the greats. So this was very fun times. The only reason Cole McDonald had a game like that was because guys like you kept him protected, bro. People do not oh. understand that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Love, love Cole, man. I love all those guys. And then uh, one of my t- favorite times off the field, <sighs> favorite time off the field gotta be when um whole offensive line we went up to uh Waimea and we were just all jumping off the rock and all the boys were just sitting up there and we just all chilling it was just just being around good people good vibes and just just being in each other's company because those those are the things you go I'm going to really miss you know I'm, I'm thinking back reflecting about all my years and Everyone, every time I see like guys like Solomon Matatia who comes around the locker room, I see guys like John Wa'a, and I'm just like, man, like he keeps telling me like, bro, like I miss the locker room. I miss the locker room. And those are the things I'm the memories I'm miss the most. Yeah, no doubt. It, it, it's it's the guys, right? Uh, when you come down to this and and kind of on that note, I mean, what what sort of is, uh, you know, whether it's being in Waimea or or whatnot, what's sort of been the best, uh, the best memories uh, just living in Hawaii? kind of relocating out here you mentioned you got all the spots down man you've been you've been you've, you've done the whole island you got the family you've taken them around and everything but what's uh what's maybe been the best part of of sort of you know growing up in this latest stage of of, of your life you know as you kind of uh transition out of high school being in Hawaii um I would just say um it kind of kind of felt full circle when when I finally walked across that stage and I got that diploma you know I actually double majored in uh, sociology and uh family resource management so just one, just walking across that stage and be able to give my mom a diploma, I felt like that just kind of felt full circle because when I came to the island, I was a was an eighteen year old boy. Well, I finally I came. I first took my official visit on the island on my eighteenth birthday, so I became a man out here. So I kind of felt like I just kind of felt full circle. I, I like I completed that thing. I was I completed my business what I was supposed to do. I got my degree. Um, just trying only one more goal is to bring that Mount West Championship home. So. That's just, that's the one, that's just one. I've been there, I tasted it, but I want to get to the mountaintop. That's cool, man. You know, kind of as we, we wrap things up, Michael, we wanted to give you an opportunity to share with everyone listening, just kind of what you're up to these days. Uh, they may not know, you know, about some of the social platforms that you're on and uh, wanted to give you the platform, man. Let us know what you're on to. Oh, for sure, man. Thank you. Um, I actually have a podcast myself. I got to get y'all on it, man. It's having me on y'all pod. I, I love to see have y'all as some guests on my podcast sometime. It's actually called Big Mike Takes the Mic. Uh, it's with I partner with a company called Believe. Uh, they 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 actually believed in me, so I always say that. I always say that little joke. But um, that it's a, it's a really great, great podcast. We talk about things from college football. We talk about things from life. We just talk about uh, just just trying to give back as much knowledge and all the things, all of my wisdom that I've learned and things that I wish I could tell my, my 15 year old, 16 year old self when I'm going through this, this, this journey of life and trying to play collegiate sports. And I also have a YouTube channel. It's called uh, Big Mike, B-I-G, 
MIK uh, on YouTube, you know, make sure you go subscribe to that and follow that. We're going to have some more videos coming. It's been a, it's been a crazy graduation time. So bear with me. I already got some videos edited. I'm just waiting to click post. So for those listening that, and you're wanting more of what the day in day out life of, you know, being a UH football player. I mean, that's the, that's the, uh, the place, man, like check out Micah's YouTube channel. Um, because he's giving an up-to-date what it's like being in the brotherhood right now. Um, it's, it's really good stuff, man. Thank you. Thank you. It's just, man, just thank you all for having me on. I just, it's just a blessing. Just, just thank you all so much, bro. Cause man, it's, it's really guys like y'all that, that help, that help bridge and help build the community into this, into this brotherhood, because, you know, we all, always had a good support of the media and everything, but when you got former players hopping on podcasts, like the, like you and uh, J.R. Hensley holding it down for us in the media, man. I just feel like it's it's nothing that Hawaii can't do, man. It's Hawaii 808 versus everybody. That's what I always say. Come on, baby. Pride Rock. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Awesome. Hey, Micah, thanks a lot, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, be sure everybody to go check out his platforms as well, whether it's on YouTube, whether it be the podcast. Uh, easy to remember. Big Mike takes the mic, man. Yes, sir. Uh, it awesome. is really cool stuff. Available everywhere you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere. Got them. Got them. And we'll be sure to plug it throughout this as, as well. Uh, uh, thanks for giving us a little insight. Thanks for giving us a little bit of your time, man. Enjoy the summer. We know you guys are putting in the work. Uh, and we'll catch up soon down the road and, and stay healthy throughout the rest of the offseason and on the end of the season, my man. Yes, sir. Thank you all so much. Much thanks, love, Mike. Much love, baby. Love you all, man. Yeah, I love you too, man. Yes, sir. All right. All right. <laughs> This is Hawaii Football Now from ESPN Honolulu. All right, big mahalo to Micah. What a fun conversation. He is a very eloquent guy. You can tell he, he's, he's very comfortable in the whole podcast game. He's going to do well. He already is doing pretty well. It is a really cool look. There's such a market for that now, right? The, the active players sharing their experience. I mean, you look at like Jerry Mon Green's podcast. You look at some of these other guys. That punter um, for Oklahoma has like a couple million followers on TikTok for just posting his videos of punting in their indoor facility. Incredible. Just incredible. Yeah. So make sure you go check out Big Mike. Uh, big thanks to him as well. Uh, we'll definitely bother him once again. Uh, a good, fun conversation. We hope you enjoy that as well. But uh, a guy you know well, Hunter, and uh, I'm sure no surprise to you that uh, he's sort of taken on some of these uh his media endeavors or at least social media whatever you want to call it yeah I mean Mike is a larger than life kind of personality and kind of filled those shoes after RJ left uh, RJ kind <laughs> of you know carried the um the baton for the larger than life uh comedic relief offensive lineman that sometimes is needed in such a trenches and uh you know grimacing uh um, position group. Uh, Mike is definitely a light there. And uh, to, to hear the connection and family, specifically on the offensive line that they are really taking ownership of right now, that, that was one of my favorite parts of that conversation. And I really hope that kind of has ripple effects to the rest of the team coming into this year. Yeah. And you can, you can see the draw, the connection, the bond these guys have. And and why guys like Michael want to come back and run it back, right? He'd he been there for a while, oh, but it sounds like he, he, he's going to keep going uh, as long as he can. Absolutely. All right. Big thanks to Micah uh, and setting that thing up. Big thanks to our guy, Jaron, as well, for coordinating that interview on the controls once again. All right. Uh, to kind of wrap things up, 
uh, here on the second half of episode 41. Want to get into some of your comments and questions. We got a number on YouTube. We're going to table that for next week. Uh, we did want to get into some of the Facebook comments because we had a we had a couple of response. We had the um, the mascot question last week that we got to, and we kind of got the the wide array. Like our guy Jay um, said that uh, we should have a mascot similar to the USC Trojan mascots. Uh, right, the guy who comes out, he's doing the, the physical the guy. Yeah, yeah, he's got the you know he's on the horse traveler. I think is the horse's name. He goes, he, he spikes the 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 the, the sword down at, at midfield. Um, they play on grass. So I don't, I don't, I don't think we could spike anything into the the turf at uh, Ching. I, I'm sure. Uh, the, could we get uh, a canoe out there? A guy comes in on a canoe. There we go. We, yeah, we, we you know, um, Jay also said you could you could keep it cartoonish instead of a real person to at least license and earn income from it. There's an idea, right? Some revenue sources, of course, uh, something for the kids. He said, uh, Paul, I like his answer. Not necessarily that I agree with his answer, but he just said no <laughs> on, on the mascot question. So uh, I can respect it, Paul. I can yeah. respect it. Uh, Kavika saying, uh, bring back the Kamehameha Warriors buff suit guy. You know, like the, the kind of inflated uh, uh, muscles and whatnot. He can join the football players when they do the ha'a. Uh, so that would be pretty That'd be pretty cool, but um, ESPN holding a little, splicing up a little bit of the the, the episode on uh, Facebook, so getting some of the the questions there. But uh, what'd you make of the responses here, Hunter, on the mascot question, which is a which is a lighthearted question, and and we'll, we'll take any answers you guys got. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm always down to hear the community. It's it's always a good time uh, when, when it comes to um cultural things uh as, as the whitest guy in hawaii i i wear <laughs> I, I kind of have been deemed that by many of my friends I, I try to stay as far back in the haka line as possible so whenever i was a team um i i'm 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 good either way i think uh has a great aesthetic already um feels like the recruits around the country are a big fan of what we're doing but uh if there's something that we could do for the kids for the cakey, I'm I'm down for it. So um, I don't know what what what, did, what would you have to say, Jordan? Yeah, something. I, I think there's something there. I'm open to different ways to do it, but I, I kind of agree with Jay, right? Some something you can you can license, you can earn income from, you can put on T-shirts, you can have go out to pep rallies, you can have go out to the schools, uh, help drum up support. Uh, something, something, something would be good, I think. Yeah, I, I something, and when we go to Fresno and have that stupid bulldog walking around i i like from a pageantry perspective a little bit of fight against that bulldog you know we go. or or various nature like that so i'm always down for some mascot rumbles that's right uh, that'd be a lot of fun uh kavika also asking us are we the only game on august 27th if so it should be a great exposure for coach timmy chang uh football uh not the only game there's actually 11 games in that week zero saturday august 27th window uh it has grown uh, since they kind of instituted a few years ago, Hawaii has been a regular participant, um, but it was, you know, like two, three games here. It's 11 now, uh, and there are a number of games <laughs> on national television. Uh, Hawaii is actually the fourth of a quadruple header on CBS Sports Network. You got Western Kentucky, a Hawaii opponent, uh, playing at 6 a.m. Hawaii time, and then that all the way leads to uh, Hawaii and Vanderbilt at 4.30 p.m. So it is the late game. It is the final game of week or that Saturday week zero. So Hawaii will get a, a good amount of exposure there. Uh, as Kavika pointed out, ESPN used to take advantage of the late showing because it's for us in the mainland, right? Watching rebroadcasts, uh, you see Hawaii showing some, some UH football late at night. Um, 
that I thought was going to be a big draw to get some more games on national television. We had this conversation last week, not quite. Um, but CBS Sports Network, I mean, you, you think of some of the buzz that has been created for Hawaii in that week zero game, uh, the Arizona game, where uh, Hawaii wins, but getting uh, Malik Tate down on the one yard line. Uh, CBS Sports Network. Uh, you had Colorado State, I believe, was a week zero game. Hawaii going to Colorado State. Uh, Cole McDonald going off, set the tempo for that. Um, those early season games, uh, what was it? UCLA last year, was it, Hunter? I'm trying yeah. to remember some of these national TV games. Didn't go great. Uh, but again, it is national exposure, some of these things. That, so the opportunity is there. And again, only one of four this year for the Hawaii on, on national television. So even though not the only game on August 27th, it is the final game. It'll be, what, 1030 Eastern, 730 on the West Coast. Great opportunity for Hawaii to uh, to parlay this momentum into, into on-the-field success. And it's an SEC school, so you're going to get a bunch of eyes on it, whether it be Vandy fans only. I mean, those guys bleed football, that part of the country. So it, it's a tremendous opportunity for our school, for what we're doing on campus. Um, yeah, Excuses this, excuses that for our stadium not being too big. We need to pack that place out, man. It's got to be a full crib come August 27th and try to make that as big of a marketing thing for future recruits, future donors, what have you. It starts on August 27th, and I'm just going to begin my campaign to get that place packed and do our part, Jordan, from our our, our little showcase here on this on this uh, this podcast, we have got to fill that place if we have any hope to continue this momentum forward. Yeah, I am with you. Uh, it is, as you pointed out, national TV, but against an SEC opponent. To me, it's the best game of the day. Uh, Northwestern Nebraska is the only uh, game that pits two power five programs against each other. I guess getting an early Big Ten game in. Uh, Wyoming at Illinois probably the other contender there other than that it's like group of five versus group of five or power five versus fcs so to me this is the best matchup of the day uh it happens to be the last one it happens to be involving the university of hawaii all right uh oh, big thanks as well to all the folks who hit us up on youtube got a number of comments there uh running up against some time here so so we'll get to those next week as well uh but we do appreciate everybody chiming in all right quick overtime here the rock dwayne johnson will be at the xfl tryout held at McKinley June 25th. So if you still got it, uh, you got to go uh, go register. I think you, you can find it online. Uh, but The Rock will be there, who owns the XFL now. Uh, June Jones also being named as the offensive coordinator for the Seattle Dragons franchise in the XFL. So he's back into coaching. Uh, and Hunter, will you be uh, getting the arm loose for June 25th? Man. Uh, got the trout at McKinley just, uh, just down the road there. Oh, my gosh. You know what's funny is I, I – uh... <laughs> The thought has crossed my mind. I haven't put any <laughs> training in um, specifically because I've been watching my boy, Bryant Moniz, putting his work in and I'm oh, yeah. playing with Mo right now. So as much as I might be able to have a couple throws, the, uh, the week in week out training that that guy continues to put in um, I, I mighty Mo, I, I can't hang with right now. So I'm going to let him uh, have, have his spotlight over there. He all right. All right. Maybe we'll see Moniz uh, lighting yeah. up the tryouts. We'll see how it all goes. Some of those, some of the uh, XUH guys that have, that haven't played in a while, like they could still, they could still hurt people, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, dicing you up on offense or just leveling you like Chad Owens could still play, right? Leonard Peters, some of these guys. 
Brian Monet. It's it's ridiculous. And again, none of them have played in like 10 years. Totally. <laughs> like some of the more recent guys, obviously, you get, right? Uh, the Cole McDonald's of the world. But yeah, the... Monet's will come to practice and spin it harder than any of us. Yeah, he could he could spin it. That was and one we were thing. Just like, he could do a lot Lord, of things. Man. But... Why, why you got to make us look bad, man? <laughs> It was funny. Oh, man. A fun episode here on episode 41. Big mahalo to everybody uh, for tuning in, whether it's via Facebook, YouTube, or via the podcast platforms as well. Big mahalo to Micah Vanterpool for joining us as another guest on the show. Uh, big ups to my guy, Hunter, on the other side of the screen here. Uh, big thanks to Jaron on the controls as well. Jordan saying aloha. We will see you next week right back here on Hawaii Football Now. Have a great weekend, everybody. Aloha. You've been listening to Hawaii Football Now with Jordan Halley and Hunter Hughes, all from ESPN Honolulu.